Rocket Night, Vernon. Uh, well, thank you very much. We're here. We're going to talk all about your new album uh, and your history and all that jazz. Uh, your new album is called Out of Time. And yes, I, it is. And uh, when was it released? The, it was just released uh, uh, the first part of June. Okay, and uh, I listened to a few of the cuts. The genre sounds kind of like a mix of uh, rap, maybe hip-hop, jazz, blues. How, how would you describe your music? Well, I, 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 really, I really don't. Because <laughs> when, 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 when I'm putting music together, it's just, uh, you know, what uh, I feel at a particular time and because I like all forms of music. Um, you know, I really don't uh, like classifications, to be perfectly honest with mm -hmm. you. I think that um, classifications are very, very inhibiting uh, to creativity. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the reasons uh, the industry at large has classifications is because they have to wrap things and package them in certain categories in order to be able to have a category for them. So um, it's something that I've never, ever believed in um, as, a, as a, a musician or an artist of, of saying, well, my music is this or my music is that, because as you uh, uh, can hear, it's an amalgamation of many forms and styles of music. Mm -hmm. There's even a lot of Latin uh, influence there as well. Exactly. Exactly. Because I've always uh, liked Latin music. Um, uh, when I was younger, I uh, spent some time in the Northeast, in New York and Connecticut, mm -hmm. Massachusetts, and but in particular New York. And I remember walking uh, down the streets uh, in, in New York and hearing all of these um, uh, just fabulous Latin rhythms. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I just grew to really, really love them. And then also, you know, being from, from the Bahamas and it's very, very close to, of course, um, the Florida Peninsula, Miami. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, again, being having all those Latin rhythms, you know, Cuban uh, rhythms, uh, uh, salsas, and, and uh, the various forms of Latin music. So I've always liked that very, very much, and it's become a part of uh, who I am. And, and one of my uh, biggest influences on the guitar uh, has been Carlos Santana. So uh -huh. there you go. There you go. Uh, 
you also do vocals on the album. Uh, do you consider yourself to be more of a vocalist, a guitarist? Uh, let's talk about that. Well, not in particular. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I have the ability to sing. So if I have something to say vocally, like uh, I've done on this particular uh, project, then, then I do. Um, but I've released uh, other projects that are uh, solely instrumental. So once, once again, it's just uh, how I'm feeling creatively at that particular point in time when I'm putting a project together. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you, did a, you did one cut, Fire. Of course, that's the old uh, Jimi Hendrix uh, right. tune, and you kind of put your own original spin to it. Yeah. Uh, do you like to do that a lot? Kind of, uh, you know, take a classic and make it your own? Exactly. Well, I mean, in, in putting fire together, um, once again, uh, as, as a guitarist and an artist, Jimi Hendrix uh, is, is one of my biggest influences. And, and so I, I thought about this for quite some time, I mean, years of time, and if I did a Hendrix song, what song I would want to do, so um, as I've heard a lot of other people uh, through the years cover a lot of his other songs, like All Along the Watchtower mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, you, you know, um, other songs, Crosstown Traffic and, and uh, Voodoo Child and these other songs by Jimmy, I wanted to do a song that I liked, but also that hadn't been uh, re-copied. Re True. Um, and, and so I'd always liked the song Fire, but like you said, I wanted to do it uh, keeping uh, uh, the, the, the basis of the song, but, but still at the same time making... Uh, the song my own and and so uh, when I was putting the track together fire um, uh, a good buddy of mine and also phenomenal guitarist who has uh, played with many many top artists and in his own right has uh, released over 10 successful albums himself uh, uh, Greg Howe and so I, I told him of my idea and what I wanted to do, and so um, he understood, and, and so we just started to work on it, and uh, so it came out the way that uh, mm -hmm. I thought it would or that I wanted it to. Yeah, it's kind of has the sound of like what a jam band would do. Uh, actually, some of, some of the music does sound like, to me, jam band. I presume you like, well, it looks like you like to collaborate with a lot of different people. I do, yes, because uh, I, 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 I truly believe that uh, collaboration is a wonderful way to be able to get great ideas and to develop the best of uh, the ideas that, you know, two or three individuals uh, may have, and so you, you get a very, very good end product by collaboration, and, and uh, I, I, I respect highly uh, other people's 
talent. And um, in this particular case, uh, uh, like I said, uh, Greg Howe is a phenomenal uh, guitarist who has worked with Michael Jackson and uh, Justin Timberlake and Rihanna and Enrique Iglesias and uh, many other top artists. And, and so to be able to have the, the uh, objective uh, of you uh, of somebody like that included in your creative process is, is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Do you have a dream person? If you could collaborate with anybody in the business, who would that be? Wow. That's, uh, I'd have to give that one some thought because there's <laughs> so many talented, so many talented people. True. Uh, um, well, a person that I haven't uh, collaborated with. Uh, I mean, I've worked with before, but haven't collaborated with is uh, Stevie Wonder. I really respect his uh, writing ability, not mm -hmm. only musically, but lyrically. Mm -hmm. And so that, yeah, that, that would be a nice person to collaborate with, I think. Now, you did a, a cover uh, album of Stevie Wonder, correct? Correct. So he really has been a big influence in your musical journey. Oh, tremendously, tremendously, because like Jimi Hendrix, like, like Carlos Santana, uh, these artists are not only artists who have uh, come into music, uh, Jerry Garcia, uh, these individuals that not only came into music, but they, in their own way, uh, had a part of revolutionizing music, the Beatles. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so uh, when I look to Stevie Wonder and look at his body of work, how it's uh, continued to evolve over time, and that's one of the most impressive things to me, just how his body of work evolved over time. And, uh, and, and so, yes, I, I, I respect him much as an artist in that particular uh, project, uh, a, a tribute to Stevie Wonder. Once again, I brought uh, together some incredible talent, and uh, we just went about uh, uh, doing Stevie Wonder in, in a way that he hadn't been done done before, and that was mm -hmm. the objective of that, that project. Mm -hmm. Now, y your album, At a Time, is on your own label, is that correct? All of my albums are. Okay. Let's talk about your label. Okay. Uh, I understand the label was started a number of years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, I, it looked... Reading your bio, is it says that you were a disc jockey in South Florida when you were quite young. So uh -huh. you, you've been emerged in music for a long time. Yes. Well, uh, what I'd like to say, uh, Sharice, is that music has been a part of my life all of my life because mm -hmm. I come from a uh, musical family. My mother is a classically trained pianist and violinist. Her mm -hmm. sister also a uh, classically trained uh, uh, pianist. I had an uncle 
who was a uh, not only classically trained uh, uh, upright bassist, but also uh, he was very, very in, involved in jazz music and mm-hmm. has many, many uh, jazz uh, projects out. And, and so I grew up in this musical in, in, in environment. And so from the very, very beginning is that, that I can remember, you know, music has always been a part of my life. Now, since you have a label and you've been in the industry a number of years, how has the industry changed over time? What are the, the pros and the cons? Well, this is a conversation that we, for this interview, really don't have sufficient time to talk about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's complex. And, and, uh, but there, there are some, uh, uh, some basic things that I can talk about. For example, when I was um, a young musician and I was uh, working as a sideman for uh, many Uh, and so the music industry 
has shifted tremendously uh, in that aspect as well. Well, you were one of the first labels, correct, that started the whole digital download uh, deal that we yeah. all do today? I mean, we all use iTunes today, but in the old days, we would just buy a CD. Exactly. Exactly. So, years ago, um, uh, when I was involved with another label that I was a part of, that I was co-owner of, called Sharice Records, mm-hmm. um, the Internet in itself uh, was just beginning to uh, evolve. And it's nothing. It was nothing like what it is. saying about the industry too uh it seems nowadays people have to do it your it's diy do it yourself until they could get known and i like you said i i think touring and selling a merchandise and now all of a sudden bands are doing this meet and greet business Uh which (laughs) i mean you would never see that before in the old days it was general admission, and you just get in line early, and you show up, and everybody is even. Uh-huh. But now it it seems like it's almost like a, a a class system, VIP versus general admission. Uh, any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, because I understand the reason the reason why that has has taken place, and it's not uh, uh, so much because of class. It's simply out of the need by the artist. Remembering what we briefly talked about, uh, Sharice, that Mm -hmm. revenue for the average musician, notwithstanding stature, Mm -hmm. has decreased significantly. Why? Well, because the model before was, okay, uh, uh, an artist 
artist puts out an, an album, it gets promoted, you could go into record store, uh, people would, would buy that. And so on a global scale, that would uh, uh, be a considerable part of an artist's income. Mm -hmm. And then as they went out uh, and, and, and performed live, uh, merchandising has always been a part, but not as significant as it is now. And so the whole meet and greet thing is just an extension of the merchandising with the artist merchandising himself. Mm -hmm. and, and, and as a form of being able to uh, create another stream of, of revenue for themselves. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's really what that Now, do you tour or do live performances yeah. on a regular basis? I, uh, I, I tour. Uh, I, I tour at, at least once every every year. Do you have one planned, or are you on tour right now? We're setting up. We're setting up uh, uh, the next tour right now. As a matter of fact, uh, to cover certain dates uh, here in the U United States, in South America, and in Europe. Oh wow! Uh, I guess you have you, you. I saw that you have an album that said live in Brazil or something. So you must you must like Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brazil's a phenomenal mu musical uh, country, but um, I have a a live DVD that was filmed in oh, okay. in, in Brazil, and uh, the title of it's called Live in Brazil. I've been going to Brazil for, for years now, um, and so I built quite a, a following or, or name in Brazil and, and Argentina as well, where I also go and uh, do shows and, and, and tours. So once again, I mean, uh, as you know, Charisse, uh, for, for musicians, this is pretty much the way it's always if you have uh, success in certain parts of the world or certain markets, that's where that's where you go and, and, and perform. So it's pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, South American audiences, mm -hmm. from my experience, they're very appreciative when people tour from, let's say, Europe or the United States. I used to live in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, uh, that's another good reason to go down there. Like, like you said, if the, you have a following, it's so funny that through social media, a lot of um, artists have a following overseas without even having been there. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's amazing when you uh, get outside of the borders of your, of your own country, the appreciation uh, for your art that uh, people in other countries have, and you know, thank goodness for that because uh, that's what gives us the opportunity to go and present our our, our music to uh, the people who appreciate our our, our music. I, I believe that here in the United States, it's not that uh, 
here in our own country, people don't appreciate the art. I think here we just have so much art. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, sometimes I believe that uh, on a certain level, uh, the artistry here is taken for granted mm-hmm. because there's just so much of it. And whereas in other countries, you don't have that same level or the, the, the same quantity mm-hmm. of um, uh, artists who are creating good art. And, and so they tend to really, really embrace it. Uh, South America, um, Europe, Japan, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Japanese are really, really appreciative of uh, American art and art form. I almost think it's a cultural thing. I, in my opinion, uh, in other countries, they just seem to really appreciate music, history, uh-huh. uh, movies, etc. I don't know. In the United States, everybody is overwhelmed, possibly with, like you said, too much quantity, and just the attitude towards culture seems. Uh, kind of superficial. <laughs> well, well, let me give you an example, Cherise. Uh, you, you know, let's use candy bars for for an example. Here in the United States, you can go into a supermarket or drugstore, convenience store, and when you look on the shelf, right, there's tons of product there. So you 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 stay there and you say, oh, okay, man, I got all this selection. Which which one do I select? And so here in, the, in, in, in this country, as I said, uh, this is so normal for us, it, it becomes a thing where people take it for granted. Yes. And so musically, it's the same thing here. And, and, and so uh, Americans really, really take the fact that we are the innovators mm-hmm. of these wonderful uh, 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 musical genres that have been uh, 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 spread throughout all the world. And so when we go to foreign countries and we present our music, they appreciate not only the music that we create, but you are a part of that legacy that has created this music, that brings them, bringing this music to them. So they have a great respect for it. And like you said, culturally, I'll give you an example. Um, we were talking about Brazil, and one of the reasons why I like Brazil so much is because they are truly a musical uh, uh, country mm-hmm. and a very, very expressive uh, musically country. So you see there people just walking down the streets, whether it's with a ukulele or an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. or, you know, their electric guitars uh, strapped on the back and a gig bag or bass. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's culture, and, and, and so it's, uh, it's much more appreciated, like you, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the, the young people here would rather be playing video games or something, and there they're probably sitting around at the beach playing uh, a ukulele, a quattro, we would call them, and singing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems everybody sings there at parties and... You go out to bars, people are all singing along. We, we don't see that as much here. Exactly. Exactly, Sharice. That's exactly uh, uh, what it is. It, 
culturally, people are engaged. They're not. Well, let's 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 look at the the, the socio socio economic consideration because this has a, a lot to do with it too. Mm-hmm. And remember, we we talked about the the enormous amount of what we have here. And so when you go to countries like Venezuela, Colombia, Argentina, uh, Brazil, Uruguay, Paraguay, they don't have this. And so their life is much more simple. They look to more simple things. And and to be honest with you, they're more happy. I I agree. Simple things. I agree. Yeah, there's more um, camaraderie, uh, friendship, unity, and do-it-yourself fun. They don't, they sing, they dance. Everybody, when music starts, they start banging on pots and pans just to make percussion. It's do-it-yourself, but they do seem more joyful. (laughs) Well, it's because they are. This is, like you said, this is a part of their culture. they're, they're, They're much more social people to say the least and, and, and so uh, uh, like you said if if somebody starts singing or somebody has some a pair of bongos or conga drums and, and and somebody has a guitar they're just in the moment I mean they're they're very expressive in in, in that way and it's and for me it's a wonderful thing uh, uh, to, to see because it's not about commercialism or, or anything else it's just about that feeling that they're feeling at that time and everybody is taking a part and they are truly having a connected experience by means of it and dancing is a real part of their culture I mean you cannot have a party without dancing and, and a lot of your music is dance music yes and I could see your album being played at a party but I appreciate that. Uh, uh, you, you know, for me, the music is something that should touch the heart mm-hmm. in whatever aspect uh, uh, you try to go about creatively doing it. But it should it should touch the heart. So whether it's touching the heart in a uh, a cerebral way or an emotional way which gets you to get up and 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 move and bounce around or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that uh, the people are going to do music should touch people Mm -hmm. and that's always been my experience whether i'm listening to a, a, a a beautiful classical uh uh piano concerto uh, like Chopin, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm touched by the music. Or a song by Santana, uh, uh, a classical Santana song like Samba Pati or, or you, you know, uh, Europa, those songs touch me. And, and, and so that's the same thing that I want uh, my music to do for us. I think that makes a great summary <laughs> for this interview, and uh, I, I thank you for uh, joining us at Rock well, it's, Night. Uh, it's, a, it's a privilege. Uh, um, you know, I really, really appreciate the opportunity to be able to 
to talk about my art, to talk about the the new project uh, out of time, because it really uh, is, is is not a musical uh, thing. Although uh, I believe that the uh, artistic talent on the project is is phenomenal, but at the same time, it has a a message. It has a definite message in in songs like Out of Time and and Get Your Life Right and and it's uh, it's it's just more than musical. Okay, I'm going to ask you now to do a promo. Okay, want, no problem. Especially, you're good at this since you used to do radio, <laughs> and I and I guess you do acting too, which is pretty fascinating. So you you're really a well-rounded uh, artist. Well, I've I've just been fortunate. Uh, I've I've been uh, truly blessed to. Uh, have had the opportunities that, that, that I have. So thank you very much. Yeah. You're listening to Rock at Night. Thanks for the intro melody. It's called Get On Down by Billy Bass Alford. Thanks. <laughs> 